What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed, and you're listening to Stan, Roe, and Camus on the SGP Podcast. Shut up, Camus! Are you ready? Listening to the SGP podcast. You are listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the SGP podcast. Stan C, Romaran, and Raf Camus, and our new hey. official hey. fourth talking head official. on the podcast. Official, official, official. Now Andre Bigodala himself, Chino Liao. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for the promotion. Yeah. You're no longer. You're no longer. Called up now. Called up now. I have no longer bench forward. Yeah. Now we're going to miss six things. Now we're going to misuse you and have nothing for you at the at this time. I am not a fan of of four person panels and. This is why. <laughs> and now you're also going to be part of the chipping pool sa yeah. pambayad ng production costs. Yeah. So that's good for us and not so good for you. Yeah. Well, if you can help us land a sponsor though, you don't have to pay anything. Hey, my sponsor, Jen. Fuck us up. So, Chino Liao joining us on the podcast for real, for real, uh, moving forward. And that's a good thing. Uh, we do love Chino Steaks and... I think it's also nice to have an outsider's point of view in the sense that Ro, Camus, and myself are all affiliated with PWR yes. to varying degrees. And yes. Chino is technically the free agent of free agents. Yes, I am an NPC. <laughs> You're now officially an NPC. Yeah. No okay. longer just yeah. recurring character. Yes. Yeah, and maybe I, I guess having Chino around is also helpful because after the podcast, we can shoot some shit and have Chino record everything. Yeah. <laughs> that's terrible, guys. I'm not even... PA. I didn't even think of that. I didn't even okay. think of that. I, I didn't that's, think of that. That's mean. <laughs> no, that's utilitarianism. <laughs> Which is also mean. Okay, we have a lot to go through. Yeah, we like, have a lot to talk about for this week. Uh, it's actually been a, a very, very heavy week. So such let's start with the heaviest uh, bit of news that uh, I came across on my feed as early as Thursday. And that is the unfortunate passing of former WWE superstar and former Survivor contestant Ashley Massaro. This hits home for Stan and I on two fronts. Yeah. Because she played Survivor and she was the Diva Search winner. Yeah. yeah. Second Diva yes. Search winner. That's um, true. Uh, yeah, I was particularly crushed because last month I met her in person at WrestleCon. Oof. And she was very sweet, very gracious, nothing but nice. Um, you know, really accommodating to her fans. And by all accounts, People online have also described her in the same way. Very caring about the fans, and it makes the news, the circumstances regarding her death even harder. Do we have, sorry, do we, on that note, do we already have the it's, circumstances yes, of her death? Yes, the New York Post not, has reported I, that it is a yeah. suicide. Okay. Uh, so, if it's CTE related, uh, her lawyers CTE. are already talking to the family. And well, yeah, because she was part of the suit, was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. part of the lawsuit. Oh, I got it, yeah. got it. So, gotcha. there's a possibility her brain that. may be donated for research or towards research. Uh, but the most startling bit of news that came out of her passing is the affidavit that she uh, she filed. Tamaba, you filed. Yeah, yeah, yes. filed yes. affidavit. Yeah, yeah. So this affidavit was a lawsuit against WWE, and um, one of the things that the affidavit alleges is that uh, WWE tried to cover up a rape which happened to Ashley in Kuwait during a tribute to the troops tour. So let's break it down here. This happened sometime in two thousand eight. Uh, it was a, uh, a tour which involved the likes of Ron Simmons, 
Maria Canellis, uh, Jimmy Hart, a bunch of other names. And uh, the affidavit alleges that si Ashley Dow uh, was uh, not feeling well. So she got taken, as she was going through menstrual cramps, she got taken into this uh, tent where she was supposed to receive medical attention. And then instead of having a doctor come in, some other guy came in, na taga US Army, pero nakasot ng t-shirt and cargo shorts. And then there was a lady who escorted this gentleman inside and then left him. And then there was there were words that she heard about it being his birthday present. And what then, the fuck? So, so she got injected with an IV and was rendered unable to move. And then from there, uh, she she recalls na the guy proceeded to rape and sodomize her. Jesus Those were the Christ. words in the affidavit. Wow. After that, iniwan na lang siya dun, and then someone else came in and wrapped her in like a, a sheet or a blanket and then brought her to the place where she was supposed to go. What's worse here is uh, WWE actually left her there in Kuwait uh, when the rest of the contingent was supposed to move on to their next location for reasons unbeknownst to Ashley at the time. Her ticket got lost. So she had to find her own way out of that country where she had just been raped. When she got back to the States, uh, she told uh, talent relations, she told the mga, uh, higher-ups, and even got into a conversation with uh, Vince McMahon. And the resolution nila was to tell her to just lay low and be quiet for the sake of the WWE's relationship with the U.S. military. Jesus Christ. Dark what shit. A, what a shit show. Dark shit and... At the same time, unsurprising. So this is uh, this is the part where we uh, unpack this because there's so much to unpack here, and so many I think layers. I, I think this is way worse than all of the stuff that John Oliver tried to talk about right oh, before yeah. WrestleMania. It's it's just as bad, but it's I think it's no. Worse. I feel like this is worse. I think it's worse. Yeah. This, this is, is worse. way worse. This is way worse. No, you this are, is way worse in you know, like when you contextualize it to what happened to her, and that the cover up happened. The oh god no you're right this is institutionalized also yeah, yeah, this is, it is it this is. is just us if not worse it this is. goes all the way to Vinnie Mac mm-hmm. all the way to the if top confirmed right? that's yeah. the same so, so I've been I've been using yeah the word yeah. allegedly and reportedly because uh, this is the affidavit that she filed right so this is her point of view and at this point we really can't get any more information because the victim has passed away yep. Uh, but if true, consider the circumstances that went down. For one, the rape alone is very damaging to someone's soul. That's true. Yes. It, it's really damaging to you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. Right? And then second, uh, when you're the victim and you try to go about this and instead of being given help, you're being told to sweep this under the rug. Yep. And at the time... That's the worst part, actually. At the time, yes. it's actually not even... Not, not a main eventer. And the, the, the women were second-class citizens in WWE. So, hindi pinahalagahan yung, yung nararamdaman niya. She was told to just lay low, keep a low profile, don't talk about it, which she did kasi she was concerned about her employment status. Yep. So, on jan pa lang, you already have, it's a, it's a gender issue, it's a rape issue. Yes. That's, that's twofold. And then, the cover-up is just so damning and it's, so it's WWE like, at the same time. It's like, it's a corporate issue, I guess. It's a business issue because yeah. they looked after the company looked after itself before it looked after the well-being of their talent, well of its talents. Which about. is uh, well, not surprising at all for I mean, the, it, the company. It still you know. says a lot about yeah. the WWE. Right? They think that they wouldn't stoop to this level, but then something like this comes up, uh, and yeah. we're not saying that this is uh, confirmed to any extent. But the fact that these allegations have been made. 
has to have some it has to be able to hold some water right? oh, I just don't know how to proceed from this moving yeah. forward because uh, in yeah, Ashley's passed away yeah. uh, like how do you get justice yeah, at yeah this exactly point? yes yes even like even with the tributes even it, with whatever that they can come up it's with it's actually pretty sad because she was only a few days away from turning 40 yeah and she has an 18 year old daughter yeah. oh it makes God. everything so much worse so you know, um, we've said this on the podcast so many times that maybe WWE would be better off if Vince ultimately died. But at this point, I don't want him to die. I if Stancy doesn't want Vince to die, I don't. I don't because if these allegations are proven to be true, I want someone to be held accountable, and the buck has to stop with the guy on top, with the boss, exactly, because he, for all of his involvement, for all of the you know the way people say that. Oh, it's a corporation. You're dealing with a big business entity, a multi-million, billion? Billion. Billion Billion dollar industry company. For all intents and purposes, Vince's hands are dirty. Oh, yeah. Super bloody. And Uh, this is another one. I mean, you can make a whole Dark Side of the Ring season on just Vince McMahon and his feelings. Yep. How he shut down the territories. Yep. And how how he did it. How he did it. And that alone already proves that there are things that he's willing to do. So, is it really this that far-fetched? Are you saying that Vince McMahon has the eyes of a killer? Maybe. Maybe. I'm not not willing to uh, I'm not willing to dispute that. I mean, you know, WWE has never had a good track record with PR shit. I mean, look at the Saudi Arabia shit. Look at look Lars- at the ongoing Saudi Arabia yeah. shit. Yeah, look at Lars Sullivan, look the way him. that they handled him. Or wait, remember when Benoit happened? Oh yeah. God, uh, China, China. Well, it's like there's so many layers to unpack. CM Punk. The list well, goes on and on. Yeah, it just it it keeps building and it keeps getting worse. But this is one of those. This shit is too dark for for it to be real. Yes. But it is. It is real. Yeah, it, it, it is in very real. In all likelihood, this is real. Listen, I love the WWE as much as everybody in this room. Um, but there are just some things you can't accept. You can't forgive yeah. also. No, ang hirap. Ang hirap ang yeah. wrestling fan knowing these things. And uh, I, I have a friend in radio who's not a wrestling fan but whose husband is. And she messaged me and talked to me about this. And was basically asking how we cope with ourselves, like what cognitive dissonance we go through uh, to to continue loving wrestling, continue supporting yeah. WWE. And uh, I, I couldn't give her a straight answer because at this point, even I am uh, grasping at straws here. Yeah. So made uh, up. It, it's really tough to be a wrestling fan. And the thing is, oh, it's, it's tough to be a WWE. Fan. It's tough. It's tough to be a WWE fan because wrestling as. Like wrestling is large. Let's not yeah. generalize wrestling as the WWE. Yeah, that's like right. it's so much larger, larger than the WWE. Because like we're gonna talk about AEW a little later on, and their progressive model, and you know, they're in their infancy. They look like they have a lot of these. Like they're learning from the mistakes of yeah. WWE. Oh no, I have something to say about that, but I'll yeah, tell you we, later. On. I mean, it's when, that's, when that's we there, transition when we to get them. there. There really is actually no smooth and easy way to uh, move on to a different topic. So, yeah, you know, just we started at such a low note. Yeah, <laughs> so you know, um, all, all I have to say right now is uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to Ashley Masaru's loved ones. Um, we wish it didn't have to happen this way. And I personally hope that somehow, some way, justice can ultimately be served. Here, here. With that, let's move on to this crazy week in TV. 
because you had all sorts of finales which all just went to shit. Okay, so... Are we talking about the Big Bang Theory finale? <laughs> that nobody watched! Oh, no, 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 no. 18 million people watched yeah, 18 million people How many watched. people watched? How many people watched Game of Thrones? I mean, I yes, but still, 18 million is 18 million. Uh-huh. That's true, but... <laughs> that this, was still enough. That's, that's a small something. country. 18, 18 million for a show that should have ended no, that's true. six I'm seasons saying ago. 18 million is still, yeah, it's still a big... It's amount. a big chunk. Yeah, yeah. So you have all these finales that went down. All of them, uh, well, several of them pretty questionable. Uh, Game of talking, Thrones. Are you talking about Portland Golden State? Because no, I'm talking about Survivor <laughs> Camus. Uh, yeah, I know. Not everything is about you and the Warriors. I know, but that's that's another season ending. Oh, I love it. Okay, so uh, Game of Thrones ended uh, Monday, right at, around the same time the Money in the Bank was going on. Yes, yes. And you there could was... feel the collective sigh between Game of Thrones fans and WWE fans. Because if you're going to do, uh, what do you call those, those Venn diagrams, oh, there's yeah. a lot of overlap. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of overlap between Game of Thrones fans. Let, let me ask you guys, because uh, I think the biggest thing that people have been talking about is Daenerys and how her arc was ultimately resolved. And just so that people know, we're way past spoilers at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Long, no? I mean, I haven't seen a single episode, but I know enough to uh, set the table here. Yes. So she went from face to heel real quick. And, Not really. And she, she well, real the way quick. I... No, I have to say real quick. The no, way yeah, I no, 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 he's right. It was real quick. It was real quick. And the but way I look at Daenerys, she was yeah. introduced was... basically getting fucked in the ass, and then she gets fucked over by the end. Yeah. Not really. Not really. It's more of, it's Shakespearean tragedy playing out the way it should have played out. For me. Because I can live with it. I can live with the series ending this way. And I can live with the heel turn because the thing was... When you, in hindsight, all of the seeds were planted. Mm. You just needed the trigger. No, oh, no. And this season was the trigger, albeit rushed. Yeah. But, you know, if you had maybe two more episodes to stretch it out, they could have done it right. That's true. Uh, just because the seeds were planted doesn't mean that the, the turn The heel wasn't, turn isn't quick. Well, yeah. Because it really was. It, it really was. Yeah. It was super... Two episodes? It was brief. Two episodes, she goes from being, I can show you the world on dragons to... Hey, let's fucking kill everyone. Let's ignore the bells. Let's ignore the bells and become a Nazi. There was this really nice take I read on Time.com right after the finale aired. Nah, uh, you know, Daenerys was supposed to be the avatar of the crippled and the broken and what? Anintawig the crippled and the bastards. Yeah, she's not the marginalized basically. Yeah, and she was the breaker of chains and all that. And then suddenly, she's trying to fight the impulses of the Mad King and ultimately becomes the Mad Queen herself. And how yung parang at the crux of it. Yung trigger niya was her being spurned by Jon Snow. So now it comes across uh, as... So, so the way the way it was explained to me, at least through that article, was it's like she's hell hath no fury than a woman scorned and therefore it's an anti-feminist way yeah. of... No, wait. I have a take. I have a take. Man, all the people writing these politically fueled articles that it's anti-feminist, Game of Thrones doesn't know how to handle, y'all got work. That's just what happens here. You got worked by the story and now you're so invested in it that you're you, finding an excuse yeah, exactly. to blame That's bad writing. Bullshit. It's just bad writing. Or inconsistent writing. Yeah. It wasn't because of the scorn either. It wasn't yeah, because I've always like, no one no one can I read call the book. Because to say that is to try and justify the bad writing, which we're not trying to do. We're calling it out for what it is. Bad writing. Yeah. And, and rushed writing. Uh no no no. To me the the, the heel turn wasn't because of the scorn. It was because of 
uh, first of all, getting Missandei's uh, head cut yes, off. Yes, her best friend lost to yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, and, and then, you know, her friend, Sir Friendzone has to die also. Sir Friendzone has yeah. to die. Uh, one dragon, two dragons two died. Dragons two dead. dragons died. Yeah, one of them came back as a white dragon. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Counted by you know, Tyrion being a bad advisor. No. 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 Because she's, she's put up with incompetence yeah. before. That's the thing. So, if you're talking about Daenerys Jon Snow breaking up with her, quote-unquote. Barely, telling, yeah, telling, barely. Telling, betraying her trust essentially by telling people that he was a Targaryen, which I have thought. Which has, of. which has no bearing whatsoever I, on the grand story. I hate yep, what yep. they did to Jon Snow, and I we just get this out of the way. Go ahead. I hate that they screwed him over like this. They gave him all this hype, brought oh, him man. back from the dead, and what did he do? He just goes fuck off and then fucking goes to the north. Hey, that sounds familiar. <laughs> What the, what happened to the push, guys? All right, what happened to the push? What happened to the push? So, uh, your sister was the Game of Thrones fan in the household, and every Monday since the season began, she would always run to me and bitch about the latest screw up in the storytelling, and I would just look at her all blank, like you know, I only watch the nude scenes, right? And then as the as the writing kept getting worse, I would just console her and say, "Welcome to the life of a WWE fan." This is true. Oh, as we said before, uh, the whole problem with the season is that it is like a WWE uh, storyline going from one month to the other. They only have four or so months to advance the story, and they do that in uh, in you know weeks worth. Yeah, of you have to understand. Shoot an entire season of Game of Thrones takes six months. The problem done is that we already have a precedent in which before in previous seasons of Game of Thrones we had all this time. To build up the story, exactly, and then the book started running out. Uh, GRM is slow as fuck. I, I feel like it had a lot to do with the books running out. Yeah, like yeah. The, when they shot past the books and they only had an outline of sorts yep. to rely on, and they already they were screwed for this the season. Through. Had six episodes. A season usually had ten, and so, then the truncated one before had eight. 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 Yeah, yeah. Eight, even eight was all right. Yeah, eight was fine, yeah. right? Eight but was then fine. you wake us wait for two years. Then you give get us six. And to, to just to get six. And these were with a lot even of the CG. best. With a when, lot of CG. This wasn't even the best six. Yeah, yeah. Mind yeah. you. Not even. Not even close. Yes, you, didn't, right? you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't even get budget cuts for one. Diva. But they we spent got, it all on the wrong things. But, right? but, yeah, but like Starbucks. Got, but we got the right scene. That makes us happy where 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 John gets to pet his dog after yeah, the swerve. Yes, oh my god! After the swerve, yes. by yes, that's, that's I got so worked. I by got worked whole, by that. Yeah, I've seen people that. saying that this was their attempt to correct that mistake. Yeah. Uh, do you not realize that they shot that yeah, far in bro. advance? <laughs> it's like it wasn't worked. We got worked. Yeah, we all we all got worked. I'm not afraid to say it. We all got worked. We Everyone, all thought John yeah. didn't care about the dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all it took was him killing his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, I mean, end of the day. But I don't know. Oh. The whole thing, even with that, with that lukewarm season, uh, series finale, is that even with all that, it was still a lot better than the last few minutes of Money in the Bank. Actually, not, oh. just, not just the last few <laughs> minutes. The in- no, 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 no. The show was good. No, the show is good. The show was good. The it's show just, was good. It's just, yeah. it's so damaging Nah, there's an overlap for these things. And then when you cut back to, okay, wait, Game of Thrones is done. Let's watch Money in the... What's Brock doing No, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I, I watched Game of Thrones first because I did not have that much interest <laughs> heading into Money in the Bank. Yeah, okay. So, Same. 
when I found out by the end that Brock came back and stole the Money in the Back briefcase, I thought to myself, okay, buti na lang Game of Thrones muna. But then, when I was actually watching the show, it was actually pretty good. Yeah, I actually enjoyed Money in the Bank yeah. right until Brock Lesnar yes, appeared. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think you knew that it okay. Na. And yes. then, when si Brock Lesnar, you had him uh, basically come in and demolish Ali right when Ali could have just unhooked the fucking briefcase. Uh, yeah, the, you, know, the, you know, Ali had like a good himself. three minutes before yes. Brock got to the ring. The chiropractor was not hard. Could, yes. yes. Was not hard to unhook. He would have gotten it. Although, uh, to be fair, it wasn't the Jack Swagger carabiner. Oh, yes. When when fucking Ali was reaching for the for the uh, briefcase briefcase there we go for the money in the bank briefcase it was uh, it was a little tepid with the response of the crowd I okay so uh, the question here is the Brock Lesnar appearance and the subsequent money in the bank uh, victory uh, is it like really good heel heat or is it just really bad writing I, I both feel, I feel like after watching Raw it's really both. good heel heat. Because remember how he was when he was WWE Universal Champion, he'd hold the title over everybody's head. He'd hold everybody hostage. It's good heel heat, and I agree that it wasn't good writing. Yeah, because for one thing, I think you could you could have still achieved the same damn thing by putting Brock in as the official eighth entrant of the Money in the Bank match. And have him work the whole match. Oh, exactly. Okay. Even that's even fair. if he did the Randy Orton and not take any bumps at all. Th- that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Randy two Randy, bumps. Randy get, two bumps. Get, get, you can get Brocky zero bumps. Yeah, yeah um, I really had a big problem with it because I felt it was unfair to the other seven guys no, in the match. No, for sure it was unfair. <laughs> exactly, yeah. No, Michael sure. Cole was asking openly, what the hell is wrong with these guys? And... They really were out there trying to kill one another wait, wait, only wait. for someone else to win. Ricochet broke a ladder in half, y'all. My problem with that was it was their decision to kill themselves before Brock came in. They already knew Brock was coming in. Or it's not they? like no, they did. They oh, did. Did. I'm sure they okay. did with the ending maybe five minutes before, but they knew what the end was. No, no, no. Ali would have taken it already. Yeah. Okay. Right? Because it it is. Hilarious Is it, to me. Yeah, there was a rumor yes. that said he was yeah, supposed to be the win. Yes, he was supposed to be. It the was winner. either uh, uh, Ali or Corbin. God, Corbin again. Seriously. Yeah, stop. That's even worse writing. Because that's worse writing. Because you know when I checked out for Money in the Bank, when they told me when I was checking Twitter and then it's like, oh, Sami Zayn got assaulted backstage. Oh fuck this. Shit. Well, yes, that's because you're a Sami Zayn homer, so yes. that makes you a special case. Yeah, sure, sure, that's fine. That's why. After that, I'm just like, f it all. I'm gonna watch Game of Thrones. Let's get, let's get I actually uh, like how Brock is using this uh, bad writing to his advantage because now if you watch Thrall he's just holding the briefcase over him like a boombox actually yeah you know, I, just, I agree he's just using it as a hostage he's holding this briefcase Again. the same so, way so he, as the belt yeah. no 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 uh, I agree with you Chino in the sense that you've got two babyface world champions yeah. and you've got a mega heel in Brock Lesnar who's hated uh, both on the the base level and on the meta level, yes. Yes. and having him hang that briefcase over Seth or Kofi's heads makes him a very serious threat, no, okay. regardless of who the current number one contender is. You know what makes this all so much worse? If Brock shows up to Saudi Arabia and cashes in there, that's a remote possibility in all of this. Well, at this point, uh, they're gonna love it though. No, no. At this point, it's <laughs> it's gonna be the WWE's decision. I mean, it's going to be Vince's decision on whether or not he's going to cash it in. So at, yeah, at that point, ulanang, ulanang, ulanang. it's not like... The thing about it is it's not like 
where the, the situation where we had Brock as champion because at this point he is now no longer hostaging a main plot device. He is now he is the plot device. No, 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 no. <laughs> he's hostaging an optional plot device at this point. Yes. Oh. Now, okay, it doesn't have to be it as it is literally made for part timers like him. Yeah. And it's just there for a year. Yeah. yeah. After one year, tapos na. Which is funny because is it his extension only a year as well? I guess. Uh, I, don't know. I, don't, I don't care. I, I'll probably <laughs> report that on the Grapevine this week, but I don't know. It's uh, disappointing to say but the least. I do think it is a different situation yeah, because now uh, you don't have to have your main, pinaka main plot device taken hostage by a Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So, whichever. but the looming threat. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, the looming threat is a looming threat. He I don't can, mind the looming threat. He can come and go. He can come and go as he pleases. Now he can show up on SmackDown, which yeah. is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. SmackDown yeah, before shit. Yeah. So whatever he does now is now literally a hundred percent on Vince. Yeah. So, Not like before. So now that we're done ranting and bitching about Brock Lesnar, I want to talk about Bailey because she won Miss Money in the Bank this year and. Um, for the second straight year, we have a cash-in for the Women's Championship. Cashes it in on Charlotte Flair. Oh. Sobrang cluster fuck niya, but it was a good kind of cluster. Yeah, it was. Yes. It worked. It, it, worked. Really worked. It's the yeah. type, it's the type that you can, you live with and you enjoy. It I, worked. Nagising yung crowd. I, well, okay. Oh, nagising Yeah, nagising tayo as audience members, but I don't like how they just smushed everything in that compact. To the middle of the pay-per-view because then you had nothing to look forward to after. I do think it made sense though. Uh, yeah, it, it did. Yeah, it really made uh, Charlotte coming out and you know challenging for the SmackDown Women's Championship and Becky being proud, dancing oh. hubris. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then the bites her in the butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was a really good story told. And then having Lacey come out you know, and, and making life horrible for Becky because she was being petty, the right? yeah. And then Bailey coming for the save because there's still history there. Yeah. It, it all tied in together very well. Yeah. Yeah. Karma comes for the man. Yeah. And I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, not only that, um, Bailey and, is actually a serious threat once again. Yeah, I know. I love giving Bailey her teeth back, giving her the, the chance the to edge. become. Yeah. a legit member of the four horse, horse women. I also I also liked how Bailey didn't come down to cash in. Yes. She did not. Right? She uh, came down to save, save Becky. Yeah, Becky yeah. And then she just happens to be like, yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to do this. Charlotte is down. Let's do this. Uh, Although, to be fair, referee never got Charlotte up to her feet. This no, no she did. No, she did. No, we did. She did. Gotcha. No, she did. She was no, able to start the match on her feet. And, and technically, you don't always have to be on your feet. Remember when Big Show was down and Daniel Bryan... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. that's, 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 okay. I was going to say that. that. So my president naman of okay. the champion being on their back. Okay. And one of one of Edge's cash-ins at that. Yeah, pretty sure one of Edge's cash-ins. Pretty cash sure one of Edge's cash-ins started uh, like the that. The second one, yeah. The second a, li- one. a limp undertaker. Yes, there you go. Yeah, so my president naman my president, for the champion okay. being down on their back. I stand corrected then. So there, um, I'm pretty happy with that result. Uh, Bailey is now your first ever women's Grand Slam champion, Ooh, having won modern, modern every Grand title yes. that a woman can hold in WWE. And I, I can't but think this is a low-key fuck you to Sasha. I don't think so. No, I do think so. It is likely for them to be that petty. Yes, they are. But she's, it, she's good enough, guys. Yeah, I know she's, she's good, good enough. enough. No, no disputing no, that. But just, sometimes you, you luck into that spot. Yeah, that is true. Look at Kofi. Exactly. As a fuck you to who? 
No, nothing. It's no, well, like, and, 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 and luck into the slot. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, similar to Shadi, but they injured Ali. They needed they someone. someone. Boom. Kofi. Ah. Dean Ambrose was the first uh, Grand, Grand Slam winner, winner of, of the Shield. Yeah. Don't yeah. be expected that. Yeah. Right? Uh, Batista took Mark Jindrak's spot in Evolution. Yeah. Nobody expected that. <laughs> Fate is a funny thing, guys. So yeah, uh, Devo Insanity. Wasn't he like his replacement? Uh, yeah, for Sanity. Sawyer, Sawyer, but Sanity is no longer a thing, so we yeah. shall move on. Sanity, that's, that's so move on. That's so sad. It has so much how, promise. How come Killian? No, wait, how come Killian Dane doesn't get to go to NXT UK? Oh, right. that's true. <laughs> I want them to be somewhere so bad. I guess they have Dane Mastiff now. Because oh wait, you know what <laughs> I realized we haven't talked about yet. 24-7. Thank you. Uh, I was oh, going to yes, bring that up. The 24-7 championship was unveiled this week. The <laughs> second best One. thing about Raw. That, that's a crappy looking belt. All right, all right. Here's the thing. It is, yes, a crappy looking belt. But it? I am all here for the content it's going to generate. Yes. Oh, yes. 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 I didn't yes. think you'd be yes. in for it. Yeah, no, no, I, no, I agree. I agree. It's one of those, it's one of those elements of silliness that WWE has long been missing. Okay. So, as a marketing and PR professional, I am all here for all the possibilities of content the 24-7 championship can generate. Have you seen Sir Drake Maverick's videos on, on it's his hilarious. hunt for no, Niba, Niba. It's hilarious. But nakakatawa Drake Maverick of all people is so invested in this. Because he this he is, is the only championship that he can win. Yeah. Conceivably. Okay. Let's zoom out here and check uh, check out the people who've been in the hunt on both Raw and SmackDown. A good number of them were high-profile <laughs> stars from TNA. Yes. It's very weird. So you have Drake Maverick, EC3, okay. Eric Young, Rob Robert Roo, Eric Young. Our truth. Puta mga puro past TNA people. Yung mga also, to be fair, the former TNA star Big Foley was the one who hit the Oh, why do you have to bring that up? Former TNA star. Let's put it in context here. Hey, it's just so happy. They were in New York. Let's let's put it in context here. Right now that you're taking the TNA I hate you. No, no, no. Here's the thing. The reason why I like it is because it's not good as a TV championship. I mean, like, when it's I say TV good. championship, I mean a championship that is for television slots. Yes. So, uh, it's not going to be good because you're gonna, obviously going to cram all of that into the broadcast, which is already going on too long. But, but when you have the black canvas of social media in front of you, and if the writers can leverage that to the best, to its fullest potential, you can have so much gold to mine with a 24-7 championship. I mean, look at what happened to the DDT Iron Heavyweight. Yes, exactly. They had... the All it took was one trip to America for them to become incredibly viral. When it was already an absurd title to begin with. Yeah. 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 When it... I think Joey Ryan won from... Yeah, what, Joey, like Ro- Joey, Ryan, Joey Ryan won it, won it in Japan, brought it over, and then it just got passed around by... Everyone for about a month. Basically, pass around like an STD. Sure, let's go with that. And that's why it went viral. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say syphilis, but you general blanket STD works. Let it not be said that we completely forgot that it's basically the hardcore championship comeback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. without the hardcore rules. Yes, can they not use? No, you can't use weapons. But then it's not. It's not a. Like it's nobody's fault. Yeah, nobody's walking into this with like a kendo stick or something. And it's only a matter of time. Although, to be fair, Arthur won the championship by smashing Robert Roode's head into the car. Oh, so, so yes. So, technically, so that, that is a hard one. Yeah, right? a hard one. Uh, so, I was actually re-watching an old WrestleMania, I think from 2002, uh, right before WrestleMania this year. 
and I was watching my segments where the hardcore championship was being passed around. Yeah. So naabutan ko like from Christian to Molly Holly to the Hurricane, yung nagbabatukan na talaga sila. And they bilang one champion, but five minutes later, bagong champion. I remember this. Okay, I remember this. I think it was WrestleMania 18. Yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if ganito rin yung trajectory yeah. ng 24-7 championship. Again, which makes for great social media content. On, on TV, not so much, because it's played out on TV now. Yeah. Yeah. So you're also a cutaway gag, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Part they, of, they did it in SmackDown. They cut away to R-Truth, R-Truth to get away. Oh, God. And then yeah, the, 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 way, the cross-dressing R-Truth, <laughs> yeah. that was fun. No, if you're like an enterprising uh, wrestler like the Naughty Boys on social media, uh, and then you happen to be in the chase or within the sphere of the 24-7 championship, you're going to use that a lot to boost your profile. Yeah. So basically, don't give it to Ken Warren. Yes, <laughs> indeed. I mean, okay, so... 24-7 can be won by anyone, conceivably. I guess. Sabi any superstar, pero you know, it could just very well be any male superstar. So until hey, a woman hey, hey, raises hey. that championship, I will not believe it's possible. Okay. Because like I was going to say, this is this is a fun way to transition stars up from NXT. Yeah, why oh, yeah. As a plot yeah, device. Yeah. Just, sure. just one of those small things you think about. So if you can't find TV time, you might as well get time on yeah. the internet. On the internet, that's all. If they have if they have seven title changes between today and tomorrow, and they all happen like via WWE Twitter, I can live with that. What, what are the chances Sorry. that uh, a superstar has sex with a champion and then becomes the champion? I you I no not in not in WWE, not, WWE. not in PG era WWE, not no. even in PG thirteen. Yeah, lives the live sex thing wasn't. No. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. But you see, I don't think even with the Iron Heavyweight, no one really had won it via sex. <laughs> like I'm just I'm just trying to think about it. No one won via intercourse because that would require a referee to be there <laughs> during coitus. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. I don't think a ref is that invested in his job to uh, no. interfere during coitus. All right, all right. Uh, anything else for Money in the Bank and uh, and uh, Raw or SmackDown? That you guys want Firefly to talk about? Firefly Funhouse. Firefly Funhouse. No, what are you getting? No, but I will say this: a lot, not, not, a lot didn't happen. Let's face it. Simple, but I like how they stretched the mythos of Bray Wyatt a bit because so Firefly Funhouse wasn't as long as all the other episodes, but. What I feel happened here was they extended the mythos of Bray Wyatt, this new face of fear Bray Wyatt, this uh, violator clown Bray Wyatt, uh, by, by making him into essentially the Momo challenge. You guys, <laughs> I expect, can see that, yes. Right? Nobody expected him to turn out as this, This we all expected him to be subversive and sort of... Mr. Rogers. That's what I saw coming anyway. But then they showed all these videos of kids, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. immediately got the Momo challenge vibe. Oh, like, but I, there are a lot of compl- but the Momo challenge isn't real. Well, that's true, but <laughs> but there's still parents complaining about it online. Right? Right. They, they're using that heat to build Bray Wyatt up. They're, yeah, they're adding to his character because it's not just a generalized fear anymore. It's it's, it's targeted a, fear. Yeah, it's a fear that targets your kids. Man. I also he have wants to say you this. to let them in, which is so good. I have to say this though. So has he gone like full circle with the cultist leader thing? That he's just like messing with the kids now? No, uh, uh, very Pied Piper. Yes, I mean, it's the original the approach the same, yeah. Yeah. was he's the Pied Piper. No, so I mean, I mean really has, he, has he different. come back full circle to that? No, there is no full circle because he never left. 
But he stopped being Pied Piper for a while. He disappeared. Yes. Disappeared, yes. But that doesn't mean that he wasn't a cult leader when he was gone. Ah, that's he right. was still tweeting a lot about it, about ah. how he was going to make his comeback, about how he, people want him back, in, in, oh. in all very Bray Wyatt terms. Uh, like before we before we close on Bray Wyatt, I also have to say, Bray Wyatt, new daddy. Yeah, oh, yeah, congratulations, yeah, congratulations to him and Jojo. Yeah. yeah, congratulations to Wyndham Rotunda, the man behind the Bray Wyatt character. Yes, and, and Jojo to, offered uh, Nash. Nash with six with a Nash K. Nash, Nash with, with a K, K and, and six. six with two X's. Like 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 uh, Xbox Six. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, new father. But again. congratulations to them. <laughs> new father again. No, new father with new baby mama. Yeah, yeah. So congratulations to the happy couple. Ha- happy couple, and uh, please don't show your kid the Firefly Funhouse. All right. Uh, before we get to the MWF review, let's talk about AEW really quickly because Double or Nothing is this weekend. It is actually going to happen on the morning of Revolution X. Same time, same place. So even same time. Even same time. Right. Morning night. Happen tayo. Oh, almost. Matatapos ba siya by 2? Yeah. Yes. yes. Of course. Okay. I mean, Mania ended by 12, right? Yeah. By 1. By 1. So Remember, I'm... they're after the East Coast audience. Matama. That's right. Yeah. So, so AEW will run. still probably possibly watch AEW. Probably on If you wake up like during rehearsals or yeah, some yeah. shit. Yeah. Right? Okay, well, I'm not going to be waking up in time for that because I will be coming from a bachelor party the night before. Oh, is that? Oh, it is this weekend, my friend. God. So I'll probably be very smashed throughout rehearsals. Smashed. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's talk about Double or Nothing. How many matches are on the card? There are nine as of right now because my pre-show, my pre-show, because I'm not renewing pre-show. But they've actually scrapped one of the bigger matches, which is like the biggest news bit coming into it. That Pac, the man formerly known as Neville, formerly known as Adrian Neville, is no longer appearing against Hangman Page. That's not happening. Yeah, that's, the match disappointing. The match actually happened in the UK on uh, Pac's terms. Where it ended via DQ, but he's sort of protecting a twenty-month win streak, which he's, which is sort of where all of this is coming from. Apparently, there are booking objections, but they sent Paige to the UK. The match happened. It's on the YouTube now, but it's not happening at AEW Double or Nothing. All right, what's the main event for the show? Technically. Is it, is it Cody versus Goldust? Or I, Jericho versus it, I think Omega? It's, I think it's Jericho Omega that will close the, ma- the show because okay. they have they don't advertise the main events. Okay. Like the same way they did for All In One, it was the tag, the six man, the tag. Six man tag that ended it when you could have uh, had anything else yeah, end it. I actually okay. haven't seen that six man tag yet. It's, it's pretty, pretty good. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty good. It's a clusterfuck you, in you 15 minutes. You spot. <laughs> yes. That's how fast it went. So Jericho Omega is happening. Cody versus Dustin. Yeah. Yes. That's, that, that's, that's, that's one a, I'm really that's, looking forward to. And it's one of the few singles matches. Like, okay, those two matches are, I think, the only singles matches on the main card. Alright, what else do we have? We have a 21-man Casino Battle Royale, which has an interesting concept. Where it's like five groups five groups at a time in the ring and then like whoever drew the Joker card gets to keep stay out until the end. So the one person I know who's in that match is Jungle Boy. Okay, do you want me to run down the twenty one guys? Because there's still No, not really. <laughs> no, because Ty Dillinger's in it. Oh, oh okay. Sean Spears. Sean Spears is in it. Um who else would you know? Billy Joey Gunn. Janela's in it, okay. Billy Gunn's in it, <laughs> Jimmy Havoc's in it, Michael Nakazawa's in it. Um God. And then there's just so many there's a there's a guy who is a double leg amputee who is in it. 
who was featured on this, this week's... This guy just won up Zach Gowen. Yes, oh he has he has one less leg than Zach Gowen. And somewhere, Kerry Von Eric wishes he lived long enough to have that fate. That's terrible. Yes. But yes, there are just so many guys on this in this clusterfuck of, of a battle royale. What are the Young Bucks doing? Young Bucks have the Lucha Brothers. Okay, that, that so that's that match I want. That's, to look that's scary. That is, like, yeah, they've been end. they've been going back and forth um, between Mexico. So the Bucks won the Triple A Tag Championships from the Lucha Brothers, and they will be defending it at the show. Cool. Um, Sinapaba. Um, you have oh, this is the fun one, the Joshi, the Joshi feature match. Oh, which is Ajakong, Yuka Sakazaki, and Emi Sakura, who you know one degree from AEW for all of us. Yep. Versus Hikaru Shida, who is the only one who is signed. Riho, who actually just faced Crystal and Alexis Lee, so two of the three are going to be at Revo X. She's going to be at AEW, mm-hmm. and Rio Mizunami. So it's a it's a fun Joshi show. <coughs> which Kong, is, man. It's old versus young. It's old versus young, and it's all. The, I think the common denominator from all of this is that all of them have they're worked Jap- with. They're Japanese. No, all of them have worked with Kenny Omega at okay. some point. You said common denominator. Yeah, common denominator is that everyone. I mean, yes, all of these women are Joshi wrestlers. Without all of them being are Japanese. Racist, the common denominator <laughs> is Kenny Omega. <laughs> You also have the best friends, Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta versus Angelico and Jack Evans. Hey. Hey. just signed to AEW. Nice. So I guess, I, I, yes. I, I guess Lucha Underground is not a thing anymore. Lucha Underground is no, not a thing. Definitely not, yeah. R.I.P. Lucha Underground. And then everything else is uh, confusing. Well, let them women's match. Meron, uh, Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, Kylie Ray in a three-way match. And then some of them are going to end up facing... I know Brandy has a match two shows down. Okay. So, and then you have SU versus Team Sima, which is fun because and they're the, all. Or the WWE guys, right? Yeah, all. No, yeah, so no. T Hawk and El Lindaman. So it's Sima bringing over his Chinese contingent. All right, uh, I think the biggest question outside of the card is will John Moxley appear at AEW? If he appears, it's either as a run in or in the over the budget. Now Casino Battle Royale. That's the only place where, you know, on a very, 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 very crowded card, he would have a spot. If he can. If he can appear. Because, you know, Jericho showed up at All In oh, yeah, he did. when he wasn't supposed to. Yep. During the Omega Pentagon match. Yes, yep. as a run-in, but not as a featured talent, not as an advertised talent as well. So if that skips the bylaws as well, eh, that, it's something. Just to close things out on AEW, Kanina Kamas, you were mentioning something about AEW being progressive, right? And that's because yes. of all their talk about healthcare, looking out for wrestlers, making them the number one priority. Yes. And uh, there have been uh, bits of rumors going around that the healthcare is not necessarily for the talent. It's what? for the wrestlers who are part of the head office. So ah, it's yes. For your Cody's, your Jericho's, your Young yes. Bucks. No, that, okay. Because I'm, working, I'm working on the article. I'm working on the article yes, for Smart is. Henry. Yes, he is. So the research is showing that, yes, in contracts for the guys who are working double duty, basically office and as talent, the health and benefits apply. But insurance is covered for all wrestlers from on show, on show, including inclusive of rehab in their contracts. So it does extend. And for signed talents, and they're still figuring this out. How to incorporate um, health and wellness policies 
that allowed them to get the treatment that they need at AEW's cost without, you know, being shady, for that lack of a, a better term. That is a huge deal. Getting uh, wrestlers to have... Getting getting them covered by insurance. Yes, because is a huge win. If they get this, if they get this healthcare That's for the, their talent, the, they already the, won up WWE. Yeah, and, and the thing is that there is there is reason to have to believe in this because the Khan family with the Jacksonville Jaguar history, with the even shadier CTE shit in the NFL portals, they know they know what it means to start. Um, moving the conversation forward by ensuring that you know they don't make the same mistakes that their predecessors made in WWE and in the NFL. So there's that. All right. So if you want more information on AEW and Double or Nothing, check out the preview that Camus is uh, cooking up on SmartHenry. Should be out. Should be out by the time this podcast drops. Wonderful. Right now, it's time for us to bunker down and review MWF Eight Halal and Special Two K Nineteen. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Roe, and Raph on the SGP Podcast. Woo! So, Chino, you know that over the past weekend, I was actually out of town. I was playing Survivor. Yes. And that's why I wasn't there with you and Camus when you were at MWF 8 Halal and Special 2K19. Exactly. So, this was a show that took place at a mall, and we don't really have these very often. I mean, I guess when you... It's a mall show. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's actually not in the really, of the mall. But for it's all not intents, really a mall yeah, show. Yeah, for all oh, intents why is that, why is that? it is a mall show. Because no, why is it not really a mall show? No, because the thing is, the space that it was occupying... I mean, I know you, you two talked about it last week. Yes, and got in trouble for it. Got in trouble for it. <laughs> it's, it's on the outside of the mall. It's okay. on the outside of the mall, and it's in a very open air sure, area. Sure, sure. But as a premise, it's spreading a mall. It's on the premise. Yeah, of the I mean, mall. it's surrounded. Okay. I can, I could, I could swear that I saw KFC from oh, yeah, where I was. Yeah, it was. Sitting. No, it was there. It was. Uh, of course, you saw KFC, Gino. Yeah. Nice KFC, Ministar, Coco, Coco, and Pinipilahan. Pinipilahan, no, no, it was a weekend. Yeah, well, it was a weekend. Okay, so but the thing is, is that when people think mall show. Like in my in my world, when people think mall show, people so think activity center, activity yeah. center ng Glorieta, <laughs> right, right, okay. or, or Trinoma, or Trinoma. Oh yeah, okay. So fair. it is not strictly a mall show. It is a show that was done on the premises of the mall. Okay, so, so parang moa open ground. I would All say right. I would still count this as a mall show. It was in the events grounds of. You're Venice splitting hairs. You're gonna get in trouble. Yeah, it was it was a mall show. I appreciate that it was in a mall. Let it not be said that the people who did not attend had something disparaging to say. The, uh, it was Camus and Chino who were there, and they're just describing the venue. Yes, okay. Yes. Yeah, it's and, a good venue. Though. It's a good venue. It's a good venue because one, you can get beers on the side yes. from right. the side. I, okay. I I personally avoided the beers and got milk tea. Still worked out fine. Still worked out fine. But look, I got my beers and I'm, look, I was happy. Look at you being patriotic. Yeah. <laughs> You know, there are less calories in a beer than a cocoa. That's true, he's well, right. Well, well, cocoa doesn't have gout, so... Boy, <laughs> 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 Sorry, that's just why I got the cocoa. Okay, so let's, let's talk just a little He'd bit more. You'd rather die by sugar. Yeah, I'd rather get diabetes. <laughs> so Jamaica's over gout. So they can cut off this foot that keeps getting gout. <laughs> that's and terrible. I can live my life. That is fucking sad. That is sad. Hey, but as long as you don't pretend that you're not an amputee, you're fine. That's <laughs> okay. Let's talk, about, let's talk about the venue really Real quick, because you actually got to sample the cinemas. As well. Yes, I got I got to watch got got around to watching John Wick three. 
Because you went to the uh, venue so early. I got there really early, man. Uh, parking there was pretty steep. I wanted an award. But I wanted a refund, technically. It's parking. It's parking. It's parking. It was a free show. It was a free show, mind well, you guys. To be fair, it was a free show. And it, it was wasn't free anybody's show. fault that I was there early. Ano, kasi yung parking, yung pinaglagay ng show, ng ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yun yung parking dapat eh. No, there's actually okay, and no, this no, is, no, no, no. It well, is true. That, it is that, true. Is that legitimately? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, oh, I, I, okay. actually, okay, I actually work across the mall. People actually park, park their, their cars, cars there. there. Yeah, oh, it, it is. Okay. It does See, work out. So it was my first time there, and it was a nice mall. It's a nice mall. Uh, it has the whole. Canal vibe going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 Italian, the Venetian, the Venetian, Venetian, Venetian vibe. Yeah. It, does, it does all these multi places. The canal, the Venice canals. Just to be clear, <laughs> nobody would totally go to clear. a mall that was based after the canal. The <laughs> <laughs> we were digging a deep hole <laughs> no, here, sir. We <laughs> were just about to start talking about I'm, I'm kind of Kamos. regretting being part of this podcast. Venetian. By the way, it's three hundred fifty bucks to take to take a roundabout. It was nice. No, it was a nice. It was did a nice. Take a roundabout. No, no. Okay. Wait, mga roundabout. <laughs> no, you, you can get, get in a boat. You can buy one ticket and then you can join other people. You, it's not wow. exclusive. Kalao so, for you lang and like a significant See, you can other. Get you the, can do that though. You can get the boatman the same. Yes. Actually. Yeah. I and they it. are terrible singers. <laughs> Ano yun, may, may catalog sila or do you, uh, you, you want them to sing like No, they do, they do Oh, so lovely. Yeah, they try to oh, okay. they, they really, try to do operatic shit And oh, it's It's Okay Kala okay. like Oh, kuya, can you sing Seco mode? <laughs> no, but I'm saying this For all intents and purposes Mega World has created the most amusing mall yeah. in the country Yeah I will be fair. It grows on you. It grows on I you. Grows on I you. Agree. It does. Yeah. And, even, and even the even the Venetian music in in the parking lot is on blast. You don't yes, get you don't get elevator music. You get Venetian operatic. Plus, it also comes with that great Mega World Cinema experience. Yeah. The, yes. The movie houses aren't that bad. Cool. And then may bubulong na restaurants. <laughs> I mean, there are Chinese subtitles, but that's a different oh, point boy. altogether. Oh, that's a different yeah. uh, kind of world. Well, well, not but, when I watched John Wick, there weren't any. So, oh, that's good. But okay, so Chino was early. I got there just in time for for us to get into the into the show. To, to be fair, he got there exactly at five. I got there a little earlier. We met up in the queue. Uh, I understand that live shows always encounter technical difficulties. It's a thing that happens. I worked live shows a few times. You you do you you do live shows I every do, Tuesday night. Yeah, at most. exactly. So I understand technical difficulties. So. It was understandable that the show started about 90 minutes uh, later than advertised. Oh boy, yeah, yeah it, it was a wait. Uh, it was a, it was an uncomfortable wait because it was humid. It was outside. Outside. It's, it's outdoors. outdoors. Standing. It was standing here. Yeah. Standing well, we, no, 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 no. In, in line. Uh, in line. Yeah. I mean, to get yeah, in. So it, it took a while. Um, but Tarek uh, El Tarek, uh, senior analyst for MWF, took. <laughs> Uh, time out to address the crowd and, and tell us that there were technical difficulties. So that was something I appreciated, you yes. know, to let people know what right. is up. Because sometimes, you know, even with technical difficulties, nobody really tells you anything, right? It's like nobody wants to break the. It's like there's house music yeah, running in the yeah, background. And just, and they, they just let it run and fix whatever's going on. But he actually took the time out to address the situation. So that was good on his part. And uh, I think one other thing that did play into the delay was that people got the chance to vote. 
for your MWF commissioner. So there were actual ballots going around. May indelible ink din ba? Oh, wala. wala. So, the, you know, that actually, you know, that is a plot hole. That is a plot hole now. Now that I come to think about it. Which we'll get to later. But Sure, sure. It, you know, you did get the chance to vote. You got to drop your ballot in and you got to have your voice heard for either... Gus Queens. Gus Queens or, or Mike Shannon. Shannon. So, so incumbent commissioner Mike Shannon. I voted for Mike Shannon because he's a friend. Okay. I would rather not discuss my vote. Whoa. Whoa. Because, Whoa. You, know, you know, because... What? You didn't vote, huh? Huh? Uh, But then, so that happened. So yeah, okay. So Before they, the show actually yeah. started. So they gave, they gave, the show started, finally. And they gave us a uh, a abridged version of the MW, MWF song, okay, which yeah. again I really appreciated yeah. because usually they play the whole song and immediately you'd realize that it's was, too long. That was a new thing as of the, the last show. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't at the last show, so I'm going to miss out on a lot of these details. Tarek also comes out after the OBB and introduces uh, MWF co-founder Talia Halia. Am I saying her name? Talia Halia. There we yeah. go. Officially She's, now um, uh, in story character yes. and no longer just uh, uh, behind the behind scenes, the scenes person. Because, I guess this was yeah. my first time seeing her um, in the ring. In, no, ever, ever, ever. Because so, because she has been a presence at shows ever since okay. they started. Yeah, maybe she, maybe I've seen her before around and mm. not really known who she was. Okay. Um, but Tak introduces her as the new uh, official slash commentary partner I guess you can say because we are not treated to the three person panel that usually hosts okay so what happened to Sunny Go and Tristan Creed yeah I, they, were they, they were there oh, they, they were there, there. no Tristan Creed I saw was there but he never really like he was in a video package no he was in actually one segment that you missed which we'll no, I also up. saw I also remember seeing him in a few other video packages like interviews no but he was he was in ring for oh he was, he was in, in ring, ring for a okay. thing so I will fill I will fill that gap okay how about Sunny Go? What happened to Sunny Go? Was was there, but wasn't part of the show officially. He was, yeah, he wasn't, wasn't involved. Involved, but we did get Sigpecha. Hey, of course. Yeah, we, I mean he's the regular. Always get Sigpecha. Which was we also didn't get the uh, female backstage. Uh, What's her name? Paula. Yeah, was we, not we there. Didn't, oh. didn't get that. We didn't get her as well. Okay, okay. Um, I like how they're bridging. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna call it out and say that they cut these guys from the roster, uh, right? But I like how they're streamlining their backs backstage uh, personnel. They're non wrestling personnel. Yeah, yeah, they're non wrestling personnel. They're NPCs. Yeah, they're trying to streamline it, which makes a lot of sense because they have way too many people in the backstage area just interviewing okay, people. Sure, but you can really it. just have that one person do it. Okay. Right? Their opening match is the is um, the tag team match between. Um, Rex Lowen tagging with MCBOF champion Robin Sane against the Youngblood. And then this Young, was Youngblood. Youngblood. Because they spelled it with two, two X's, X's. And for some reason. No, because that's the mask it's of cool. know, Morgan Vaughn. Morgan Vaughn's mask okay, has two X's on Fine, the I guess. But uh, this, the stakes here were that if, if the Youngbloods won, it's a fatal four-way. If Rex and Robin Sane win... Then it stays one versus one. Yeah. Oh, and it stays one versus one, and it becomes a Manila rules match. match. Okay. Yes, there was the Manila yeah, rules. There's, there was that stipulation yes. as well. I like this match because you get to see Rex Lawin and Frankie 13 renew hostilities. Remember from, I think, this from was last December. year. Oh. 
Uh, from yeah, from the Yuki from show. last year, uh, Red Slavin actually broke Frankie Thirteen's arm. Yep, and then when Frankie came back for the December show, they did have that hardcore match. Yeah, they they had that hardcore match for the MWF uh, championship. Now I hope that Young Blood uh, championship team, tournament. Yes, yeah, exactly. Right. right? One, yeah. I hope that establishing Young Blood as a tag team leads to MWF establishing a tag team division because that's something they sorely need uh, in in this promotion. Um, the match ends, of course, with Young Blood picking up the win after a miscommunication between uh, Robin Sane and Rex, Rex Lawin. Yeah. Uh, I would have loved to see more. Of a conflict between Lawin and Sane, though. Yeah, it, they it, do it, the dysfunctional, the dysfunctional partnership quite well. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm interested in that. And now we get to uh, the first video of the night. Sorry, the second video of the night uh, between Gig Striker, uh, who gets to debut in his new TV series. All right, so after that, we get to debut uh, Gig Striker's new series. Okay. Uh, where he's looking for RG. Last we see, last we saw RG, he was actually uh, abducted by, by the, the, the yeah, Wanans. Right? He was a zombie. He was a he zombie, was zombie RG. Remember yes. when we, we all thought that Giggs had this happy ending with mm-hmm. his career in their yeah lady uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and RG, but then RG gets abducted by the Wanans, and now we see Giggs. Looking for RG, but the RG is nowhere to be found. Okay. Cut to RG being trapped in a sort of alternate dimension. Alternate it, dimension. It felt like an alternate yeah. dimension, but it turned out to be an even darker reality. Yeah, okay. it was just, it was weird because RG was stuck in this dark room, tied to a chair, wondering where he was, and that's the end of the video. Okay. Um, the next match after that, uh, we cut back to the ring. Is brother Jabbar. Versus Kyle Season. Okay. Kyle. Kyle. Kyle, Kyle Season. I I'm confused with how this match ended up being because okay. I I don't know. Is Brother Jobar also a heel? They're both heels essentially, right? No, I, as of the last um the way show. I understood it, as of the last show, uh, the Liwanag family was being positioned to be baby faces. Okay. But especially against the young blood. But they're very supernatural. That's still. also true. So what did you think of that? Okay, uh, so okay, this is something I missed because I wasn't at the last show. Now that that makes... It started off weird. This match started off weird because it showcased Brother Jobar showing off the kapangyarihan ng liwanag. Okay. Yeah. Right? His powers by blindfolding... It started out as a blindfold match. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, he blindfolded himself. Kyle Season blindfolded himself also and it started oh, really? off as a confusing blindfold match okay. yes uh, uh, that we were processing and then we were just like um this is a blindfold match I don't remember it being advertised yeah, right? as a it wasn't match. advertised as anything other than a regular match right but okay but then midway through the match Kyle Season lost his blindfold okay and, and without any explanation and Jomar and Jomar yeah and Jomar takes his off also so I don't know what happened to the whole Kapangyarihan and Luanang okay Kyle Season does something very original I haven't seen before he wins by a via the green vape yes <laughs> which is the which is the Jolog's equivalent of, of the, the green, green mist, mist. which so, is wait, wait. It's a good gimmick do you think that it was a good time to bust out especially considering who's on the card as well yes it I, comes into play I, it goes full circle okay yeah, I think fair, like, fair. knowing because at the very top of the show, even before the OBB, we see Fabio and Kyle getting, uh, sorry, running into Tristan Creed, okay. harassing him. Uh, and so that's how I know that 
Fabio and Kyle are now actually associated with one another. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They but were the, as of last show. Yeah, as yes. sort of like bacteria merging into one larger <laughs> bacterium. Bacterium. Bacteria. Bacterium, bacterium is, 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 is one. Is bacterium merging into one. One bacteria. Because <laughs> I was going to say, you know, it, actually that was the post credit scene in December. Sure. That, that it was that, that it was Kyle, the potential team of, of Kyle and, uh, and Fabs would come together eventually. So this is now it... You know, coming to fruition, yeah. coming to the fold, it's, it's expanding on this this um, team up that I didn't see happening, but it's actually happening. So it helps both parties in uh, significant ways. It helps Fabio with his bike skills because Kyle is such a troll. Kyle is a heat magnet. Yeah, yes, he's he is. easily such a troll. I love that about him, and it helps Fab. It helps Kyle with his wrestling skills because Fabio easily one of the better strikers in MWF. Okay, right? so. It works out for both of them either way. And then we got to a surprise match where Tarek El Tayek brings out a guest wrestler from the Australia, Australia who called The Mauler. Uh, he's a elderly gentleman. He's, he's up there in age. He's up there in age and in terms of um, look. How would you describe him, Chima? He's a very vintage-looking wrestler. Okay, like if sure. you imagine a wrestler from... I'm going to back, all the way back to the territory. Sure. Actually, you know what? Wait, I thought about it. He's he's Australian Big Daddy. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yes, yes. He's Australian Big Daddy. And if he was, you get the reference. And, and he was in a singlet that looked really vintage as okay, well. Okay. It His really, boots were vintage yeah, too. Yeah, his whole look dates him. If you didn't see the face or his body at all, his gear alone would give away his age. His teeth okay. would date him. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, his... Okay, so what did, he, what did the Mauler end up doing? The, the Mauler actually took a little interview telling us of who he was, where he came from. He's actually an Australian legend working with a company called AWE. Okay. If, um, oh. Australian Wrestling Entertainment. Not Asian oh, Wrestling Entertainment. Not, not that other... Not Asian yeah. Wrestling Entertainment, not AEW, yeah. the previous AEW, Australian Wrestling Entertainment. Okay. And he, according to him, he's wrestled the likes of Andre the Giant. Okay. Yes. Uh, this, I would assume I this was towards on the, the end of Andre's career or life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's also wrestled in Manila 20 years prior. Now, I don't really what know... What show that was. That what show, yeah. Be... But... In the ni- late 90s? Yeah, yeah, like 99 prior. if yeah. you count it exactly. Uh, so I don't know what show that was. But he actually works a match with a uh, red shirt jobber, we shall call who, it. Who was on the card last show <coughs> yeah. in the pre-show? Yeah, yeah, yeah right? uh, so, No, 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 he was in a uh, middle mid-card match. Mid-card match, okay. And, so, and yeah, for all intents and purposes, it was just a match, right? It was a quick match. It was a quick match, although I will say this. I never thought we'd see the day where we Filipinos cheer up a white man for beating on another Filipino. <laughs> like we, but he was an elderly white man. Well, you know, that jumped. makes it worse, I think. No, because, because the white man got jumped. Well, okay, fine. To be fair, yes. There is that. Okay, and yes, and then from here on, Kyle uh, has some thoughts of what happened afterwards. Okay. Because what happened at this point was that there was sort of a break, and Chino went to get milk tea. Okay, I see. Yeah. So I'm I'm just gonna fill it in because there wasn't an actual match. I like that how went you had down. to justify my absence with milk tea. No, because we <laughs> talked about it at the start that you went for milk tea. This <laughs> is when it happened. Okay, fine. and I, I don't blame you because you know, and this is something that you know, objectively speaking, there are a lot of breaks in the show. So, going for milk tea in a place that, you know, you expect it to be, what, five minutes? Because this was, this was the break. This felt like the intermission. Oh, but what happened? What happened? So, what happened was um, Youngbloods came out for a promo. 
And they brought out Tristan Creed, and Tristan Creed is now an active competitor to some degree. What? How so? Because he was interviewing Rex Lawin, if I'm not mistaken. Youngbloods, young no, Youngbloods were in the ring, being interviewed by Tristan Creed. Um, Rex came out. Rex came out for the segment, and then Tristan Creed jumps Rex, and what? it's all three of them beating down on Tristan on on Rex, and then at some point. Rex clears the ring with leaving Tristan there to be beaten down by him. By him. At which point I was very confused because I know Tristan Creed as backstage guy. Okay. If he gets in the ring, okay, well well and good for you. That's a good setup. But at this point, this was this was the time that, you know, it's it's in the middle of the show, dead middle of the show, and young bloods are coming out for a promo. We just saw them. They're explaining their intentions for the end of the show. And then I'm like, okay, why is Tristan Creed here? A little out of place. But at the end of the day, it sort of made sense af- in hindsight. Okay. Um, and then we got another RG segment where he is now looking for a job officially. Yes, okay, I got to this part. Yeah, you yeah got, he, he came in that he, year. He was in- interviewed by a shadowy figure. A woman, a woman first. A woman, pala, sorry. Yeah, my parang my HR rep sila. Yeah, okay. okay. My HR rep sila na was interviewing RG for some job. Yeah, we don't know what the job is yet. We didn't yeah. even know, like, because I, I, I think RG would know what he's applying yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. Diba pag mga apply ka, you know oh, what about, you, something about the company. Why right? would you apply for something exactly, you don't know? Exactly, right? So, anyway, yeah. And then after that, we get to uh, the tag team match between the two. Um, uh, I would say commissioners, candidate commissioners. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. They were in a match. They were in a match in a tag team match. So on one side you have Mike Shannon. So we had the tag team match between the candidate commissioners, commissioner candidates. Uh, Mike Shannon was teaming with Mister Lucha, and on the other side we had Coach Gus Queens teaming up with a returning Blackzilla. We haven't seen Blackzilla in a while. Right? Yes, it has been. I think. It's how been, long? How long has uh, it been at since we last saw him? A year, two years, many maybe? years. Because many years have minimum, passed. Minimum two years. Because the last match I've seen him in was with Benny Swain. Yep. And, he got, and then he got hurt there. Yeah, he got injured. So the resurfacing of the the Zilla one. Yeah. Blackie Z. Blackie Z, who apparently is from is a fellow Negrense. Okay. Of mine, like a Negrense friend, because he hails from, from Negros Island. Yeah. Well. It's 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 something that's in the video also. It is literally his billing statement. Yes, so I I'm, I didn't know he was Ilongo. <laughs> it makes me happy. How do you know he's Ilongo? How, you if you're from no, 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 maybe he's just living in Negros. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. I mean, but not necessarily Ilongo. Because in my head, in my head, if if a man disappears for a while from Manila and relocates for more than a year, right. you sort of get adopted. Look at look at our other expat friend. Patrick Ryan. Okay. Who is now in a tribe. Okay. Formally inducted into a tribe after a couple of years of living with them. Sure. I think the same applies to Blackzilla and Negros. So JDL, hit us up if you're listening, because I want to I want to claim him for the other fellow Negros boys. Okay. Okay. I will on. say this about this match, returning to the Mike Shannon Coach Gus match. Yes. Uh I don't know how Coach Gus and Blackzilla are associated. Like, did he hire Blackzilla? Hired gun. It wasn't really explained. Yes. Like, you can assume that maybe there is a deeper understanding between the both of them. Uh-huh. But I, I, it wasn't clear to me. For me, I, I see it as sort of um, this is Gus's deterrent. Now, you get, um, if Mike, 
if Mike Shannon can get the biggest guy on the roster in Mr. Lucha, yeah. Gus has to get somebody bigger. Yeah, okay. That, in that makes sense. Blackzilla. Yeah. He's already big though. <laughs> Gus is pretty tall. He's tall, but he's not big. Five. Fair enough. <laughs> Gus Queens is like six flat anyway. Six flat No, it's taller. I'm six oh. flat. Okay, so taller then. So anyway, let's move on. <laughs> but skinnier also. True. Okay, moving on. Anyway, anyway, it was nice. You see something in this match that you don't usually see anywhere else, and that's Coach Gus and Mike Shannon exchanging blows. They actually get into the ring and get into some action between themselves. How's Mike Shannon as an in-ring performer? He got a pedigree in. Yeah. That's about it. Okay. (laughs) Because, to be honest, he... I don't think Mike Shannon really wanted to fight all that much, but he... I mean, he, he was met, put into yeah. a corner after Mr. Lucha did, needed a tag. Because the whole match, he the was, majority of the match, Mr. Lucha made sure that Mike Shannon was safe. Right. He didn't want to tag Mike. Coach Gus wanted in, got some shots in against Mr. Lucha. At the end of the day, when Mr. Lucha needed a tag, uh, Mike Shannon stepped up, even if Mr. Lucha didn't want it to happen. But okay. yeah, so there's, took, there's there was a little tension he there. Took he took Coach Gus down, got the pedigree in. Um, but actually, that's not where the match ends or how the match ends. The match ends with RG, of all people, coming out to the ring and blindsiding match Mike Shannon for the win. Okay. Uh, Coach Gus and Danzilla walk away with the victory. Um, and after the match, it's explained that the shadowy organization that Mike Shannon, uh, that RG was applying for, was actually Coast Gus's institution. Gus. So it's Gus Global. Yeah, Gus Global. Okay. Uh, which is confusing because I always thought that he was in an alternate dimension. But no, time. it's real, yeah, but it's guys. Actually, now it's, it's in the real world. It's it's a very confusing plot. Twist. But but at the same time, it is not unwelcome because RG is now. One of the most dynamic acting characters yeah, in Philippines like today. He's a, he's he's a very charismatic character. Like I, I am more invested in RG's uh, character arc than anybody else in MWF right now. Okay, but just because of the journey he's been through as a zombie, as a <laughs> as, as a zombie, as, as a newbie graduate, newbie graduate, and as now a, as an employee of Gus Global. As or, a, well, it, technically, it's very. It, it actually mirrors the tra- trajectory of a UP student, right? You become true. a zombie after you graduate, then you sell out to corporate. So yeah, it kind of makes sense. So there's meta narrative for UP grads. Uh yeah, I like this. See, <laughs> see, th- th- this is why it's like you can get behind RG because he also can act it out. Exactly. No, he's actually a very convincing actor. So I like that aspect uh, of RG. Now we cut into another video package, back-to-back video packages here, uh, with Fabs and Kyle smoking outside. Rex Lauen bumps into them. Um, Fabs and Kyle holding the cigarettes like they've never smoked a single cigarette in their life. <laughs> they bumped into them nonetheless. And then they face off against Rex Lauen. I used to smoke, so... Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. wait. So you're now the authority on smoking. No, I'm not saying. You, you can nitpick just... smoking. <laughs> you can nitpick smoking. You say you're a doer of smoking. Yeah, I'm a doer of smoking. Was it? Was it? Was it doer? Was it? Was it? Dither. Dither. I'm a smoking dither. Dither. Dunner. Dunner. And then we get to another match between Moises Lewanag and Gig Striker, who, now that you say he's a face, is even more confusing. It because is. he's facing another face. In 
Moises. In, in gigs. Gigs versus Moises. Gigs versus Moises. Gigs is apparent. All right, the way I understand it is that, and I could be wrong, Gigs is still trying to go after uh, the Liwanag family for, for gig, what are, yeah, yeah, for, yes, for, for Which is what happens because uh, the match starts out hilariously with both of them shouting at each other. They were just literally just shouting at each other. It was a shouting thing. match. Like, like that's at CRG. Last time it's CRG for a good two minutes. <laughs> it's funny. Didn't he watch the previous segment? <laughs> I was just, it was just funny. To me, it was funny. No, no, no. Didn't Giggs watch Yeah, exactly, the right? That's what made it more hilarious. So anyway, uh, the match is weird, though. The whole match is weird because what happens? What happened was, and this reminds me a lot of a match Carlito had during the uh, wrestling... Uh, remember how when all the wrestling... WWFX. Yeah, yeah, there we go. That, that show. This, yes. Oh, yes. I was Remember when show. he and uh, Chris, Carlito and uh, I believe it was Chris Masters? Yeah. Yeah, yes. We're just beating each other up. All over the ring. Yeah, like just, uh-huh. just backlub after backlub all around Araneta. Yep. Essentially, this is this match but in Venice Grand Canal Mall. Okay. So they end up outside the ring for we're, more than 10 seconds. For more than 10 seconds. Referee did not count. stop counting. They didn't even bother and just watch the carnage unfold. Okay. Backlump after backlump. Umabot din sa side namin. Okay. We were towards the uh, nobody farther Nobody tried part. to break the count. Nobody tried. Yeah. Nobody, set, nobody counted them out. Nobody broke up the brawl. It but just the, happened. And the, the chants were fun because like, you know how how at PWR shows, it's dito naman. Uh. This time they would tell the wrestlers exactly where it was based off of the you know the the food restaurant that was behind them. So uh-huh. what do you mean? So seafood people were shouting seafood island <laughs> just so that they can get the seafood island. On somebody, the side of somebody seafood. So they were like it's like it was like a Twitch uh, yes, Pokemon exactly. game. Yes. <laughs> and then so, what was the what was the other one for KFC? KFC mini stop. Mini stop. Yeah, yeah. Then somebody started. Oh, they went up. No, 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 no. Just in the direction. In of... In the direction of mini stop. So it was. It's, it was pretty funny, albeit a little cheesy. The finish was weird. Got, uh, the finish was weird uh, because uh, he hit a combo out of nowhere. Gigs, after being beaten up for the majority of the match, suddenly he gets a combo out and hits the stunner and gets the victory. Okay. It was very sudden. It was very sudden. It was very sudden. Like, like he didn't get a comeback spot. He just, he just What's combo, a comeback spot? Combo stunner. Anyway, it's just, it's just <laughs> What's a comeback spot? Well, Camus, a comeback spot is. Am I going to do that? No. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. That's Camus, that's, 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 Camus knows what a okay. comeback spot is. Okay. So the next, the next match is another debut, but from an old uh, wrestler we were familiar with. Canto uh, Terror. Canto. Okay. Sorry, correction. PG era. Kanto Kilabot Terror. Yes. Oh, now that you <laughs> let, it not, let it not be said that we got the name wrong. Kanto Kilabot Terror. Now that you explain it that way, now I understand why the Kilabot is there. Yes, because it's a it's PG a show. They made it very specifically clear that this was a PG show happening inside the mall and that there might be explicit language. That said, they really had to force the Kilabot right in the middle of Kanto and Terror. Oh, well, okay. It's on, it's on all the branding. He retains his um, theme song. Lak-lak. So, Lak-lak Lak-lak is, he's still coming out yeah. to Lak-Lak. 
He's still coming out with the beer. Yeah. But he is now Kanto. He is KKT. KKT. Kanto Kilabotero. Now, I don't know how you guys feel about him, but I actually like seeing an old PWR face. Okay, so what did you think of him? And he still wrestled the classic Kanto Terror match. (laughs) What does that mean? He was still still wasted. (laughs) Yeah, he's wasted. He was wasted. He couldn't get up. He couldn't couldn't get up. He's not having it. He's not having it. Uh, um, blue, blue jobber, blue jobber. Okay. Literally, the crowd gave blue jobber chants. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of guys were starting. Uh, let's go jobber chant. All right. And then we were like, he's not a jobber. It was an actual match. Like just to be clear. Yeah. The man did moves. not job. He he got significant. No, offense. Did, he, did he win? No, he then he, he jobs. lost. No, he lost. Then he jobs. But the match was not a squash. That's oh, what, yo, yo. That's, that's what I wanted to clarify. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Now, uh, Kanto Kilama Terror also comes out to a new name and a new finisher. He ended the sure. match with a mandible claw. Okay. Which I don't think I've seen in a local wrestling ring. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, no one's used it. And he has a glove specifically yeah, for it. For it. So it's actually a good homage to McFoley. Okay. And it, pretty decent finisher. Which makes sense to say you know, he's a wa- he's a wasted mess and he uses a messy ass finisher. It, I, I like it. It makes sense for the character. Okay. And then after that we go to uh, the only female match of the night. The Lucha Donna versus Lucha Donna who is supposed to be who, and we'll get to that later. Yes. Lucha oh, Donna right. versus Jarrell. Now I Get that Luchador is supposed to be Patuita. I'm skewed. Okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Luchador and Massa. But the song she comes out to has the words pussy repeated repeatedly. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It doesn't it, it make sense. It was a thing. 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 No, no, no. It was not. It was It was very. It was very specifically referring to female genitalia. <laughs> okay, moving on. It contradicts to the whole. Anyway, Jorel wrestled, wrestled Jorel's match. It was her. It, you know, Lucia Donna did it back up from. Uh, back down, rather, uh, from Jorel. Jorel came out, uh, did her whole character bit, which I appreciated because this, this was pretty late into the night. Okay. And the moon was out. And she did something that I appreciated was call out to the power of the Liwanag okay. and started pointing to the moon, which I don't think was planned. Okay. I think it was very spontaneous, nice, nice, nice. and she was able to think of that. So good for her. Is this like that? She was just saying the same thing over and over again. Kapag ng Liwanag. Okay. okay. Like a Pokemon. <laughs> like a Pokemon. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow, it's like a ghost zombie type Pokemon. Yes, wow. there are okay. ghost types. Yeah, like uh, Cubone's mom. And wow, wow! Okay. okay. No, no, in, the, in the games. I know, but this oh. is gonna get dark because. Well, it started off dark. It started with, off uh, dark. So. Have we not like crossed that threshold through the Kevin Von Eric jokes or the <laughs> Kerry Von Eric jokes? Valid. Okay. Valid. Anyway, so uh, yeah, the match ends with uh, Jarrell hitting her submission on Luchadonna. Okay. Luchadonna taps out naturally, passes out even. Okay. Yes. And wow, pass out. Mr. Lucha actually walks out and saves Lucha Donna. Okay. Comes in, comes back um, in for the yeah, save. Cradle, cradles Lucha Donna out of the ring, carries her out. Okay. Um, parang he he came in. He was parang he was telling the the their young boys and referee team. 
don't help her I got this yeah. so she was, coming he was, back for he her he was being very defensive of his okay. I would say cousin. 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 Anyway, so yeah. Um, the next match after that is the match everybody's been waiting for the entire night, which is Tajiri versus Fabio Makise. Right. I mean, to be honest, this was one of the selling points. Then, yes. And it showed. To be fair, to be honest, uh, they booked Tajiri as one of their co main events yes, for the yeah. night. Right. Right, so it's understandable that a majority of the people who watch came to watch the Japanese buzz song. Right. Um, I love seeing somebody who I've only seen in wrestling matches on TV in the Joshi Jam. Because other Joshi Jam. Because you know, uh, same same case for me. I didn't know about it okay. when exactly. it was going down. Exactly. Not, not our fault. Not <laughs> your fault. Not BWR's fault. Well, it not, was PWR's show back then. But it was also PWR in its infancy. That's true. We did not have the infrastructure that we have now. Okay. And you can't also blame Joshi Jam because, you know, they're just visiting. And, yeah. and, and it, comes out, it comes out in last week's episode also that, okay. you know, it was a show. Okay. Yeah, so anyway... Um... <laughs> go, go, keep going, man. So yeah, Tajiri's match was very classically Tajiri. He wrestled in his classic Tajiri way. You see things like the red mist. You see, you see the buzzsaw kick. He did not pull out the tarantula. No, no tarantula, but a lot. It was, it was basically Tajiri greatest hits. Yeah, yeah. It's all the things you see on YouTube or the network yeah, sure, sure, sure. come to life. But it was he, good. It was very good, very classically Tajiri. If not for the nostalgia, then for the the wrestling appeal that Tajiri has, the, okay, the skill it. set that he brings. Very and Fabio Makisig for his part was able to live up to uh, the he challenge. Could he could hang. Yeah, he, he hang, hang. Right, like he hung. He hung. He, he lived up to the hype of the jury. He didn't back down. He didn't fold in the middle of the match, which is very much appreciated because he was wrestling against a world class uh, superstar. What uh, did you think of the jury getting the win and also the 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 finish hijinks? Finish. I like the finish hijinks because the red mist. It's not the jury without the red mist. Yeah, it's always it's always because like you know you have you have this you have this expectation with the jury that he will bust it out. Yeah, because... I I would have loved to see the red mist more than the tarantula. Okay, which is actually what happened. So I'm glad I got that finish out of him, and I got, I'm glad I got that buzz off okay. okay. Now we're down to our main event, which uh, after the events of last match were uh, revealed is revealed to be the fatal four way for the NWF Championship. Um, yeah, we're we're basically getting um, the first match, but now with individual stakes, and the championship is on the line. Yeah, essentially it's the same match. Okay, look, okay, let's be fair here. This match had its moments, had its moments, but I think overall the match was ruined. By very poor refereeing. Okay. And by that, I mean there were moments where wrestlers had the cradle in, had the cover in, and the referee was out of position. And it took a while for the referee to get down and get the count in. So much so that the crowd had already, cho- uh, the crowd had already counted to three before the referee got, even got into position. Oof. Which was rough because as in uh, as a fan you want to preserve the rules 
of of kayfabe in a way, right? You want to some see, degree of kayfabe. Yeah, right. You want to live up to the um, kayfabeness, I guess, of, of of the match, and a lot of it was ruined because of the very, I would say, very poor pacing overall. Um, it's not even with, with the match of the match. Yes, it's not even with the, the matches because matches you can forgive, but how the match was carried on as, as a whole to me felt very uh, weak. Okay. Um, and then after that, we find out who. Uh, Wait, obviously, Robin Sane retains. Yeah. Yes, Robin Sane retained via roll up. Via roll up. Roll yes. up, yeah. Um, Robin Sane retains, and after that, um, we find out who the new commissioner is for MWF. All right, who won? And drum roll, please. No, no, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> it's it right. Gus Queens. It's, it's Gus, Gus Queens. Coach well, Gus. Coach Gus. By your, one by vote. By one yes. vote. 100 to 99. Whoa. Coach Gus wins uh, the commissionership from Mike Shannon. And of course, Coach Gus, being Coach Gus, does the obvious thing and kicks Mike Shannon out from MWF. Okay. He, he, actually, had, he actually had security force him yeah. to remove him And he started out on na 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 hey hey goodbye chat. On that show. no one wanted. That nobody wanted to jump on. Good. <laughs> so, I mean, the thing is, also, let it not be said that Mike Shannon issued a warning say, saying that if there were any shenanigans, because yes. he only lost by one vote. Okay. If there were any shenanigans involved, he'd be coming for Gus, which foreshadows, you know, future potential storylines between... Apparently, this feels like it's not over. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, and that does it for MWF Halal and Special 2K19. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, as we wrap up the review, um, you had expectations coming in, right? Yes. Uh, would you say that your expectations were met? Were they exceeded? Were they not met? I actually felt like they fell short of what I expected. All right, all right. How, why is that? Because a lot of the storylines were unresolved, but in a bad way. Like, I know how you want to leave your audience wanting more. Wanting more. Right? But a lot of these weren't established to begin with. A lot of the story. Maybe it's because I missed the show mm-hmm. prior. Or maybe it's... Did in a recap? Or is what they didn't saying? do any sort of recap like they used to in their old shows. Okay. Um, and they just rolled on with the rest of the show. Even, and I understand if there are technical difficulties, but the overall, the pacing of the show was just way too long. How each segment was just way too far apart so that it wasn't as concise a show as it could have been. Basically, a lot of loose ends uh, were left just loose and hanging there. All right. Uh, would you like to give out your awards for the show? Let's first give out... Uh, okay, let's go to the awards first. My spot of night goes to Tajiri. Okay. But it's finish. Uh-huh, Red sure. Miss, the Buzzsaw Buzz Kick. Buzzsaw Kick, classic Tajiri. Yeah, t- all classic Tajiri. Very, very, uh, very, very nostalgic for me to see that live in front of me. Also very satisfying to see Kyle Season and Fabio Makisig eat the Red Miss. Yes, yes. Oh my God. It's such, it was such a good spot. My match of the night, however, is going to go to Luchadonna and Jarell. Okay. Uh, because of the, uh, of the gravitas that it holds in the MWF and overall women's division of local wrestling. Sure. And your star of the and night? And my star of the night is the returning Blackzilla. Hey! Because hey, like, hey, cra- hey, like the crowd said, he still got it. Of course. Wait, so they were there for the first time. Okay, got it. Gotcha. Okay, so gotcha. let's close it off by asking you for the grade of the show as okay. a whole. My okay. grade for MWF Halal and Special 2K19 is a C. Okay. Um, it may sound pretty low, but 
there are pros and cons to this show, and I, this the cons just far outweigh the pros. Okay, like I appreciate the live feed that they had. Yeah, they yeah. had a giant Titan throw yeah. with that was cameras. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I, I appreciate that f- part. But how the the show ran? First of all, way too long for anybody's comfort. Like, okay. It it lasted a good five hours. Oh damn! Okay? From five p.m. Yeah, from five. Oh my god! Till ten. Granted, they were behind ninety minutes. It's it was still all all things considered a four and a half sh- hour show. Okay. Plus, you add all the um, I would say erroneous refereeing all throughout. Okay. Okay. Uh, a lot of bad spots, a lot of great spots rather, were ruined by bad refereeing. Um, and it just—it's just the the fragility of wrestling. It it stands on the foundation of of being able to uphold the sport the sport aspect of it. You know what I mean? Like like people who get into wrestling want to win matches, and when there's not intentional erroneous refereeing, poor refereeing where refs have to tie their hair before a pinfall happens or refs are out of position. Right. It ruins it for me. It breaks me it breaks the, the spectacle for me. And it, it's it's kind of tragic to see almost. Okay. That is a f- Also a very... there are just a lot of things that I didn't understand. Like why is the mauler there? Like like why is uh, Who is the mauler? Who is the mauler? Why is yeah. the mauler? <laughs> I didn't know you were going there. I was going there. I was going there. Well, I didn't understand that part. There's just a lot of things that didn't make sense to me, in, especially in such a long show. Okay. It's like, if if you have the Mauler come out and say, oh yeah, by the way, we have a partnership with AWE, talent exchange program with AWE, then it makes yes, sense. Yes, yes. But then for him to come out and it's like, uh, okay, guys got For what seems to be a one-off as well. It, and then it feels like a one-off. Yes. And no resolution that it feels like if anything else they just needed to fill the spot this okay. and they, they got this guy last minute in okay I think that it was a very constructive assessment by right. Chino uh, thank you again for attending uh, MWF 8 Halal and Special 2K19 oh wait just one last yeah, thing sorry, what? one last thing just on the audience for this show you cannot start a Sulit Bayad chant for a free show guys. yes exactly <laughs> oh my god just I'm, 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 I don't know what is going through your mind, guys. I know the intention is well, but awesome, just say right? this is awesome already. Yeah. It's fine. Kasi hindi naman kayo nagbayad, guys. Unless, unless sinasabi niyo sugot ba yung sa pagkain. Sa parking. Sa pagkain, sa parking, sa beer. Pero hindi sobrang sulit yung beer. Hindi rin sulit yung parking. Okay, I was relaxed. Just saying, guys. As an audience, local audiences, try and make sense with your chance. Okay. Done. All right. He's sending that out to HR. So HR, you know what to do. It's HR man. Indeed. All right. Thanks, guys, once again for reviewing MWF Eight Halal and Special Two K Nineteen. It seemed to be one uh, interesting show at the very least. Yeah. Uh, for all of us involved, for everyone involved. Sorry. And now, before we wrap things up, it's time to get into our picks of the week. It's been one long episode, but we gotta do this the right way yes. who wants to go first oh, no, oh, no. All right. uh, I'll pick Bailey cashing in the money in the bank briefcase and becoming Smackdown Women's Champion like we said uh, way earlier in the episode it woke the crowd up it woke me up when I was watching it at the time and uh, I, I had fun I, I like seeing Bailey as a serious character once again and it's nice to see her finally holding some gold on her own okay. yeah. alright I'll go next I'll take the Kind of obvious pick of AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins for Excellent. the Universal Championship. Really standout match. Oh my God, yeah. Standout match from the Money in the Bank card. 
Okay, I'm picking a slightly unconventional pick here because if you guys listen to wrestling podcasts, please other do than yourself, this one, other yeah. than this one, please do yourselves a favor. Listen to ENC's podcast with Titus O'Neil. That's the most recent episode. It is. I don't want to say life changing, but then it's the first time that I have had to rethink what it means to be a wrestler. Not in 2019, but just as like full stop. After listening to Titus O'Neil, because if you are familiar with his story, he's gone through a lot of things to become one of the most successful black men in the world. Actually, I, I kind of had to rethink what it's like to be a human being. Yes, that's that's how good this episode is. And Titus O'Neil is coming out with a book that is not about wrestling in any way, it's but it's life. about life. And he has a good life story. It's worth listening to. And it's well worth listening to him. It's, it's mostly just him, eh? And then ENC lay out more than enough, and it's wonderful. Yeah, my pick of the week goes to Arn. It's, your, it's, it's officially your first yes, official pick, pick of, of the, the week. First non guesting pick of the week, sir. My first non guesting pick of the week goes to R Truth, who's <laughs> your current twenty four seven champion. Okay. Also, in case you didn't know, according to his Twitter, he's now your first two time twenty four seven champion. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, it was he was that. He was a hardcore champion. <laughs> And he was a 24 No, time. also, little Jimmy pinned him in his sleep. What? <laughs> as for Twitter, as for Twitter, as for Twitter, little Jimmy, who's now back all of a sudden, pins R Truth in his sleep. R Truth cash, cashes up to little Jimmy in the hotel lobby, pins little Jimmy, and now he's your first 24 7 chance. That, that is super scary. Time, scary scary on many time, levels. 24 7 chance. Also, very ridiculous. <laughs> Well, welcome to Wrestling in 2019. Oh, yes. All right. That brings us to the end of SGP episode number 269. Uh, before nice. we end the podcast. Nice. Nice. Yes. Nice. 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 Let it not be said. This is not a nice episode. Before we end the podcast, we got to remind you once again that Revolution X is happening this Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Super excited because, as you know, we have been saying this pretty much every year. It is the biggest show of the year, at least as, as far as local wrestling is concerned. And you can get your tickets uh, from TicketToMe.net or you can message the PWR page. Send us an email, pwr.tickets at gmail.com or send a message to anyone you know that's PWR. Yeah. And we can hook you up with discounted tickets. So it's three ninety nine pesos for one, one thousand ninety nine pesos for three. That's your barcada bundle. And if you're buying them at the gate, it's four hundred fifty pesos. Right. Uh, all of us are gonna have something to do. Something not to not, oh, yeah, Chino. not, not Chino. Well, Chino. He'll be watching. He'll be watching. Yeah. Yeah. He'll have something to do. He'll be watching. He'll are you doing? Abu Malamami, he's part yes, of the podcast. Are you gonna fucking get somebody to review? I don't know. Are, we getting, a fifth, are we getting a fifth person? Yeah, I'll have you in the building. How many people can you fit in this room? Ano nga gumini chino habang may negrave ka kain natin? No, it can be a two-person review. Interesting. And it's a concept that I'm willing to go with, but maybe not for FOX. Well, we'll see. It's a it's a stacked card as always, and I'm just really excited because the Revolution X atmosphere. Is always one of a kind. Yes. So there, we hope to see you there this Sunday at the Power Max Center Spotlight, 2 p.m. And be early because we will not wait for you. The Sorry. Battle Royal will begin with or without you. Yeah. With or without Camus then. Guys, as a fan, I can tell you honestly, you're going to run out of seats if you're late. <laughs> especially, especially for this show. Yes, yeah, our so own. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. After <laughs> after a certain amount of time, so you better get the early. Yeah, no, passive code will have to. You have to talk SRO. Oh. Yeah, yeah, actually. 
right? Uh, of course, we got to thank everybody who keeps on supporting the podcast, whether you subscribe, you download, you leave us a five-star rating, leave a comment, or share us on social media. The fact that you tell everyone you know that there is a podcast by Filipino wrestling fans for Filipino wrestling fans means the world to us. So thank you for keeping us in your podcast feeds or wherever you download the episodes. On behalf of our new official co-host, Chino Liao, and uh, Romoran and Raf Kamus, my name is Stancy, and this is us putting episode number 269 nice. of the SGP podcast in the books. We're out of here. Peace out. Peace.